0: I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hey folks, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards, and we're a team of advisors helping people just like you every single day to achieve financial independence so that you can retire without worry. And today we're gonna to begin with a little study from the book of Proverbs, as we always do. Proverbs thirteen twenty two says, "'A good man leaves an inheritance "'to his children's children, "'but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous.'" Very interesting proverb a little couplet here that contrasts two types of people, the good man and the sinner. Now, we all know that we sin, but we're talking about a person whose life is reflective of a desire to please God versus a person whose life is reflective of a desire to please self. As someone has wisely said, just two choices on the shelf, pleasing God and pleasing self. But do you notice that this man is a multi-generational gifter. It says his children's children, right? Not just his kids, but his grandkids. And really, the idea isn't that it stops there, but that this person has set things up in such a way that multiple generations will benefit from the prosperity and the blessings that God has given this man. Now, of course, he's called a good man, or I would say it's just as likely to be in our day and age when women control more than half the wealth on planet Earth, a good woman. Okay, so a good person has a multi-generational wealth strategy. Now, I know what you're saying to yourself. You say, you know, I've I've helped my kids along. If you've been blessed with children, maybe you helped them with college or you taught them how to make a good living, and maybe they're doing all right for themselves. Well, what we're really talking about is having a life that points the next generation in the right direction direction? Because there's an inheritance that is so much more than money, right? How about a good name? The Bible also says that a good name is more than great riches. How about your values, right? To have the kind of influence on multiple generations because of the values, the beliefs, your godly testimony. And then, of course, even if we're not in a position to leave a bank account of wealth to the next generation and inheritance, most of us are going to transfer property, right? If you own a home, unless that home is consumed by the government's needs or nursing homes or hospitals, you'll be able to pass that on to the next generation. And in today's environment, today's laws, we have an exception on homes and property that are taxed at capital gains rates. They receive what's called a step up in basis. That means when you transfer them to the next generation, they don't have to pay tax on the appreciation of that asset over your lifetime. Some people call these kinds of things loopholes, and you know I don't like that term because a loophole is generally something either maliciously or just absentmindedly in a law designed to let people slip through what the law's intent was. But these are codes deliberately designed to encourage people to own homes, to invest in businesses, to really participate in the American dream. So it's not a loophole to get a capital gains uh, step-up in basis. On the end of life. Now, bear in mind that that is in jeopardy. It is in jeopardy. So, there are some other tips and tricks we'll have for you in subsequent sections on whether or not you need an estate plan and how to build one. Okay, so be sure to tune into those additional episodes. But here, the Bible is specifically commending the person who leaves behind wealth, inheritance, or possessions to the next multiple generations children, grandchildren, and we could go on. Now, to do this, if you really want to take up this proverb and make it a part of your life, it's going to require a lot of biblical instruction to your kids and to your grandkids, however many generations are alive before you pass, so that they learn about the wise use of money. Because some people will tell me, well, my kids are doing great. They're they're doing better than I am. Well, the point is, what have you done to position resources to do the maximum good in your lifetime and to continue to do so after you're gone. I know for our family, we decided years ago that our business was designed to fund the work of missions, and most of you who've listened to the show or been into our offices know that Lord & Richards, the company, funds mission work all over the world, right? So we're involved in Myanmar, having established multiple churches. Four churches were established just in the last 60 days of this recording, and they were done in areas where people have never been reached. And so to set up something like that is wonderful, both the business as well as the foundation that receives and distributes those funds so that my children and their children can participate for generations to come. So it also requires you to structure things so that this will happen, right? You have to develop a plan to put in place structure, okay? Now, you're, you're really going to want to teach your children about the necessity and power of giving in the life of a believer. As kingdom citizens, it's not that God has simply given us things to enjoy and consume for ourselves, but he's given us things richly so that we can also give richly, so that we can be a blessing to others, so that we can meet the needs of others. That's one of the reasons why our foundation focuses on some of the most unreached People on earth, some of the poorest people on earth, people often who have no educational opportunities, no written language, no clean water, no type of um, spiritual opportunities, demon worshipers, and so on. So it will require you to build both an education in your children and grandchildren and also a structure so this can happen. Now, you might say, well, a foundation, that sounds like something the wealthy would do. Well, I'm gonna explain in subsequent sessions, particularly the one on how to create an estate plan, how you can build something that really isn't very complicated and doesn't demand a lot of extra time. Now, additionally, the verse has a second half that describes kind of the opposite kind of person, calls this person a sinner, and by default, we assume this person could care less about teaching the next generation how to give or putting resources into the hands of the next generations that will aid and benefit God's kingdom. So this kind of person transfers their wealth, it says, from themselves to the righteous. It goes from sinners to the righteous. You say, well, I don't see this all the time. You know, it looks like I, I, I can name off some pretty... Wealthy, prosperous sinners. And the psalmist David says, Look, don't worry about it in this life because eventually, whether you get to see it or not in this life, in God's economy, those who squander wealth or who use it for sinful gain will ultimately leave it behind to others who are more righteous than they are. And then ultimately, we're going to see that realized in the kingdom of God when Jesus Christ brings his righteous rule on this earth and distributes eternal rewards. So, A good man leaves an inheritance to multiple generations, and the sinner, well, he leaves his wealth to others who are better than him. You say, well, Colin, this does open the subject of developing a plan. I'm not sure I've got one that helps me to fulfill the principles of this verse. Well, I'm glad you asked, because at Lord & Richards, my team and I of advisors are helping people every day just like you to not only achieve financial independence, but to build a comprehensive plan to make sure you keep it so that you can retire without worry, worry. so that you can take the assets, the benefits, and the blessings that God put into your hand and be a blessing to others. It just starts with a conversation. I'd be delighted to talk to you. I'd be delighted to visit with you and learn more about your situation and help you achieve financial independence. It really just starts with a phone call. Just pick up the phone and give us a call. at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi folks, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord and Richards. You know, I'm talking to people just like you every single day who are worried that events out of your control may well harm your retirement. Volatility in the markets, volatility and a recession looming in our economy, political turmoil and wars around the world. All of these things create anxiety for people just like you who are looking forward to retirement but are worried you're not going to make it. So what we do at Lord & Richards for you is we build a plan so that you can achieve financial independence and enjoy your retirement without worry. And we do it from a biblical point of view. We want you to be financially independent so that you can do amazing things for God with the bountiful resources he's placed at your disposal. In this particular series of segments, we have begun talking about what it means to leave a legacy. We have a biblical imperative on that. A wise person or a good person leaves an inheritance to their children's children, a multi-generational gifting strategy. And this is so, of course, you can do the maximum good in this life and after you're gone. So the way we finished up our last segment was that we really need to put into place a structure. After educating our children and our grandchildren about gifting and the value of money, we need to put in place a structure so that what we have been blessed with from God doesn't get wasted. So here are some reasons why an estate plan is really important to get in place right now. First of all, we had a wonderful passage of a law called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act several years ago, and it's set to expire in 2025, at the end of 2025. As a result of that law, people with large estates—now, I realize that's not everybody I'm talking to, but let me address you first—people with large estates need to realize that eventually the estate tax exemption is going to drop. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, right now, if you have a large estate, you can pass on up to $12.06 million in 2022 per spouse. So that's $24.12 million without fearing the estate tax. The estate tax currently is 40%. So you go over that $12 or $24 million, you're gonna leave behind nearly half in federal state taxes. That doesn't even bring into account other kinds of taxes at the state level as well as potential income taxes depending on whether or not you thought ahead. Regardless of whether or not the current attempts to change tax law go through, we know we're gonna revert back to about half those numbers in 2026. So instead of having 12 million per person it's 6.2 million. In addition to that kind of change in the law, we're also gonna see some really unusual things happen to other facets. I mentioned in a previous segment the step-up in basis. So the home you leave behind, if not properly dealt with in advance, could well lose its step-up in basis and heirs have to come up with taxes on the appreciation of the home or stock, or other assets that appreciate. So now is the time to deal with those potential changes in the law. Secondly, weaknesses of wills. You know, an estate plan usually goes beyond a simple will. Here's some problems with wills all by themselves. They usually do not guarantee who receives your property. They're easily contested. And they go through the expense of a process we call probate. Now, a lot of people will try to downplay how high probate can cost, but typically here in Colorado, 3500 to $5,000. And you can spend that money now and avoid your heirs having to spend that out of your estate later and do so much more in advance than them having to pick up the pieces later. It becomes a matter of public record, so it lacks the privacy that so many people are looking for. And there's a limited ability for you to control your assets upon death. You say, well, why would I want to do that? Well, maybe there are special situations where you want it to go to certain kids in certain proportions, or maybe you want it to go to kids and not the wife, or to wife and not the kids, or maybe because of a blended family, you want to keep it on one side or the other. We encounter this almost weekly here at Lord & Richards. You know, we had a client who set up a trust where the grandkids had to be a full-time student or employed in order to re- receive the funds. So that's the kind of good control from the grave that we want to exert. So we, we want to get through just a will and look beyond that to say, you know, do we want to establish something a little bit more sophisticated, right? IRAs, things that bypass the will, have beneficiaries, a joint tenant with right of survivorship, transfer on death, certain types of life insurance, All of these need to be kept up to date because if you have an old beneficiary on these accounts, it's gonna go right around your will, okay? So there are better ways to keep this up to date. Now there's a third consideration. So in addition to the potential changes in the law that we're gonna see and the weaknesses of wills, we have the matter of healthcare, right? In addition to the need for normal legal documents, you need to begin planning for what happens when somebody gets sick. You say, well, we're both healthy, we're doing great. Folks, many of you have had to deal with this. It's tremendously burdensome to have to handle the technical or legal matters or financial matters when this happens. It's better to prepare in advance. Is it possible that you might be able to protect some assets so they're not consumed by the nursing home and hospitals? Is it preferable maybe for some of your assets to go to family or are other kinds of assets better left to charity? That's a powerful question and one we'll address in our next segment, how to create an estate plan. And then finally, there is a a Medicaid asset protection plan that you can put in place so that instead of leaving all of your assets to the hospital and nursing home, you could effectively gift your assets to a special trust That still takes care of your needs, still provides income, still provides the potential to support you. We call it health education, maintenance, and support, but keeps those assets off the ledger for determining whether or not you're eligible for Medicaid. Medicaid is the medical system for the poor, and it's designed to help with expenses such as long-term care that neither Medicare nor ordinary health insurance will help you with. So, folks, I would say the answer to the question, do I really need an estate plan better than just a will, is a solid yes, and it's worth a conversation. One of the things we do at Lord & Richards is we make available to you a meeting to sit down at no cost with an attorney and walk through your situation, no cost to you, and find out if you might benefit from an estate plan. Also, putting that estate plan into a comprehensive financial plan that includes all the areas that you need to explore in order to be financially independent. It just starts with a phone call, folks. It's as easy as that. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720 592 1040. Again, that's 720 592 1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards. And I'm thrilled to be talking to you today and representing my entire team of investment advisors, helping people just like you all over the country to achieve and maintain financial independence, to help you retire and to stay retired. And one of the key questions we're going to answer today is how do I create that estate plan? You know, we talked about this in a previous segment, we established you really need one. There's challenges due to changes in the law, there's challenges with just having a will, and there's challenges related to leaving your assets to nursing homes and hospitals. Healthcare challenges. So we're going to say today we want to start by getting our legal documents in order, our basic legal documents, so that does include a will. You don't want to die, what we call intestate, where the state determines how your assets are going to be distributed. We want powers of attorney, durable powers of attorney for financial reasons. If you're incapacitated, you need to have family members who can step in and get access to bank and other financial accounts and continue to pay the bills so something crazy doesn't happen. For healthcare reasons, we need a power of attorney so that people can make decisions about the end of life. And folks, by all means, we need to get our living wills and advance directives in place. Don't put those kind of burdens on your family members who are already distraught and now worried about whether or not mom should go into hospice, whether or not she continues to receive food. Those are terrible decisions. Make them in advance. An estate plan is a because I love you kids document right? It's part of loving your children. It's also part of leaving a legacy, an inheritance. How are you going to treat those kids in the will and other documents? Equally? Or are you going to have someone who receives more because of a special contribution to the family? Or how about special needs, right? Those who have um, disabilities who need special care. And by the way, disabilities is a huge area fraught with challenges. I know this because I have an adult child with disabilities and there's things to do and things you absolutely must not do. Are you going to include charities in the plan? You know, God talks about leaving a legacy behind for your children's children, but have you thought about how you want to extend the kingdom of God? and what plans you can put in place. We're really good at that at Lord & Richards, because we're doing it already. At Lord & Richards, we take money from the company and we put it directly into the kingdom work, and that's gonna continue on into the next generation. Helping missionaries in India, our Christian school in India, uh, the establishment of new churches and medical missions in Myanmar, on and on it goes. Your situation might not be so complex, but you should consider doing something that lasts beyond you for the kingdom. And then how about having a plan that reduces or eliminates your taxes? You say, wow, I like that. Yeah, there's ways to to situate money within trusts that will help reduce or eliminate taxes on the next generation. It starts with potentially a, a revocable trust. So a written estate plan may well include a revocable trust. This is the trust most people receive. It's often called a family trust. It remains private, unlike a will. So outsiders don't know your business. And it it helps facilitate the direct transfer of assets without probate and without stress. And this is another reason why parents who love their kids establish a trust. And it simplifies their life so that they can focus on your memory and not on the grief of having to deal with your assets. Then there's the possibility of some assets, primarily for tax reasons, going into an irrevocable trust. When we establish these, often we're doing them for estate tax reasons, avoiding that 40% onerous penalty, which those in power right now want to move up to 45% and to reduce the exemption. So now is the time to get this in place. Potentially, you can protect from creditors using an irrevocable trust. And you can put a tax-free tool inside, such as municipal bonds or life insurance, that will avoid income tax. So it's a completely tax-free transfer of wealth to the next generation. You wanna make sure that if you leave something to your kids, it's tax-free. Tax-free, kids and grandkids. And then how about just giving it while you're living? I love this strategy. We do it as much as we can as parents. You can give away up to 16000 per year and it doesn't reduce your lifetime exemption, up to 16000 per year. Of course, you can go beyond that. There's a lifetime federal gift, estate, and generation-skipping transfer tax exemption that's equal to the estate tax exemption of $12.06 million per person. Now, I know this all sounds complicated. Trust me, it is, and this is why you need the help of a professional. As I told you in other segments, we have an outstanding group of professionals, certified in tax, certified in financial planning, lawyers, estate planners, and so on, who can help you navigate the mess of how to effectively gift and give away money. And then how about the idea of giving some while you're living to charity? You know, right now, the standard deduction is pretty good, and you're probably not getting a lot of credit for your gifts. We recommend stacking your gifts into one year so you get more tax credit rather than spreading them out over multiple years. We can show you how to do that. There's no cap on your itemized deductions currently, so why not take advantage of that? You can use something as simple as a donor advised fund, which we can set up at Lord & Richards for you, to lump those contributions into one year maximize your tax strategy, and then distribute them gradually over time to the various charities so that they don't get it all at once and then nothing the next year. How about a private foundation? This is a tool I personally enjoy. And then ultimately, once you hit 72, you can take part of your money that was designed to come out as a required distribution in your IRA and gift it straight to a charity and never pay tax on that. Folks, the strategies are virtually limitless. Not limitless, but virtually. But here's what we can do. We can help you get started with a financial independence review. Sit down and tell us your situation and let us help you build a plan to achieve financial independence, to reduce taxes while you're living and when you're gone, to deal in advance with the challenges of onerous chronic illness costs to deal in advance with the potential of taxation at the end of life and to make things simple for your family. And right now with the volatility in the markets above all, to get a written risk management in place so you don't leave all your money on the table with the market. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to visit, find out more about your needs and help you walk through a simple complimentary process called a financial independence review. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720 592 1040. Again, that's 720 592 1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at LordAndRichards.com. Investment Advisory Service is offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC.